Let's pray. Our Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power. And grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, we're going to continue with J.C., Johnny Cash. Um, last week I, I neglected to, to hand this uh, out, but um, we're going to just quickly just take a review. I also learned last week, um, anybody who's gone to the Tuesday night men's Bible study, which would be just men, I suppose, uh, understands that uh, my teaching style is a lot of give and take. Men speak, I react, I speak, men react, give and take, back and forth. So last week here, this Sunday morning, that was different. I really want you guys to, to feel comfortable saying whatever, whenever, um, because uh, that's just the way I, I, I like to do it. Um, I think I might have said this last week, nine out of the ten questions I ask, the answer is always right in front of you. So one of the neat things about uh, learning and growing in Scripture and in our faith is that a lot of it is an unfolding, a revealing what's already in front of you. Uh, Take, for instance, the Apostle Paul. He persecuted Christians And then he had this road to Damascus experience. And then just literally a few days later, he went off and on to his mission. How did he learn all that stuff that he wrote about in Romans and Galatians? Well, he already knew it because he was raised in the pharisaical school of Gamel. But he missed the key to unlock the mystery of Jesus. So when Jesus came along, it was like he was unlocking all this wealth of information in his head. And he was able to write, you know, half the New Testament. I think it's the same with you. If you've been raised or have been here a while at St. John, through preaching, through the liturgy, and just through Bible study, um, you guys probably know a lot and are able to contribute even in this Bible study. So please feel free to say whatever. In fact, I had some of you... Last week, come up after we ended, but before the 11.15 service, to talk to me. Well, that's the time to talk amongst everybody. So, all right, I've said it. Feel welcome, feel free. Kirby. Yes. Yeah. But it was kind of a man alone with sin. I mean, that. Right. And when she was standing on the stair, I thought, oh, that was really effective because I know they were very close. But it was him speaking of his own hurt. Right. But I thought, well, maybe she was already, she was no longer living and she was sort of saying that video. Yeah, no, she was alive when the video was shot, but when it was uh, just shortly after it was released, though, she died. So, which kind of gave this. Yeah, a very dramatic effect. Yeah, uh, John and June uh, were married, and they uh, very rarely were ever apart. In fact, uh, when he died, 
or uh, when she died, he uh, retreated to his, one of his closest friends, Chris Christofferson, and um, there was an audio file of him going on stage because that's where him and June um, spent their closest moments together actually performing. And it was uh, pretty powerful stuff to see uh, a man who was alone but yet still connected to his, uh, his wife. Anyways, um, I, I think you guys all can read this. This is everything we've talked about. The thing is, though, I added on the next section, Help Me, Life from Death, Joy from Regret. One of the things, though, I would like to do is just simply show the video again from last week. Um, and things we've already talked about, for instance, what was just said, how him and the love of his life, how that is juxtaposed, uh, juxtapositioned uh, amongst all the rest of the interesting aspects, uh, his early life, later life, him and Jesus, and, and then also uh, the setting. I want you guys to take a look at the setting. I think we were comments about that. And then I'll just give five minutes, only five minutes. We'll chat about it because then I want to move on to the next thing, um, which deals with uh, regret and joy and fun stuff like that. So, um, hang on. It's on. Of 
upon my liar's chair Full of broken thoughts I cannot repair Beneath the stains of time The feelings disappear You are someone else I am still right here assuming everyone can hear that okay. Great. Um, let's just skip to the second page. Um, actually, I'm sorry, the bottom of the first page. First of all, we had talked about uh, Johnny Cash taking something, changing a few things about it, and reinterpreting uh, something uh, into something different. And if you look underneath the heading hurt, um, I attach to this Genesis 50, 19 through 21. Uh, this is where Joseph and his brothers, Jacob, the father, has died. His brothers, Joseph's brothers, are afraid that now Joseph will take retribution upon them. So they plead their case to Joseph, please have mercy upon us. And Joseph weeps and says to them, which you intended for harm, God intended it for good. And this is, I think, paramount to how we interpret our own lives through the guilt and shame of our own sin, that God can take something rotten to the core and bring good out of it. That was the whole point of us taking a look at Mark 15, when Jesus hangs on the cross, the Son of God, pure and holy, innocent, and we killed him. But then the centurion still can say, that's where the Son of God is. And Trent Reznor actually saw the same thing. That's the quote right there. Another aspect about the video is just uh, him looking back upon his own life. You see the young, the old, and... Him understanding 
that guilt and shame is not the end of the story. That the end of the story is hope, resurrection, and life. That's in point six. Now let's turn to the second page real quick. The man in black. It's Johnny Cash. Many people did see him kind of being obsessed with death and sorrow. But he says to the contrary, in fact, that I'm all about life. And in, in, uh, the subpoint on point seven, I think, does a great job here. This is most evident at the end of the video, where we have now the scenes from Cash's movie, The Gospel Road, which depict the crucifixion of Jesus. And they're edited back and forth between Johnny's life, Jesus, Johnny, Jesus, Johnny, Jesus. Back and forth, back and forth. To the point also, and then, and then behind us are these words, I wear this crown of thorn. Well, that, that's a statement Jesus can say. But then he talks about hurting people. So even in the midst of the song, there's this back and forth between Johnny and Jesus, the words of Jesus, the words of Johnny. And, and how, this all comes, how, how this all comes to a head at the cross, which are the scenes from the Gospel Road, of how the cross makes everything better. All right, you guys want to talk about, as far as the Hurt video, I, I had you guys take a look at the scene, uh, the scenery or setting, um, the juxtaposition of, of his older and earlier life between Jesus and him. Yes. Yeah, I wear this crown of thorns. Uh, it's a... Uh, uh, I wear this crown of, and it's explicit of, it's a swear. So he changes that. Begins with an S. And, that, and, that, and that's actually, a, a, you know, some people might say he's just trying to absor- avoid obscenity. But in fact, he's making a great statement. How, um, you know, how in the midst of death there can be there can be a, a wonderful redemption story. Yeah. Holly. Um, I didn't say this last Right. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, for those up in the front, um, what Holly is saying is when they show present, present time in the video, it's yellow. But then when they flash back to an earlier time, it's, uh, it's not yellow. It's, it's more it's clear. 
and how yellow is, is uh, symptomatic of, of decay and death. Like an old, old photo. You know how old photos turn to yellow? Absolutely. We had a hand over here, a couple of them. Michael first. Right. We should talk about that for a second, but let's, uh, Rebecca. Yeah. But it amounts to nothing. In fact, there's the great scene of the feast with him at the table, and he's just kind of he's pouring out the wine. Well, and that's and that that's what that's what Johnny's story is throughout this video. Is that he's a man who's seen it all. He's been to all places. He's been to hell and back. Um, and the one. Quote, I, I, I mean, the one thing I wrote in here about him being to hell and back and then on the mercy seat, and those are all just lyrics from his later albums of how this is a man who now can look back at his life with great wisdom because he knows exactly what he's talking about, about how the pursuit of, of things that will waste away in the end is, is, is just futility. It's a lesson in futility. However, yet, he, he might be sorrowful to, to an, a certain extent, but the fact that he's communicating this to us shows great passion and great concern for our next generation. He's sharing, us, sharing this message with us so that we might hear, heed, and learn. And in fact, that's what we should be doing always as Christians. Because we are not... We, we can't, we're not talking about sin and death and destruction as if it never happened to us because we're speaking as sinners. We can relate to those who are around us who are suffering from guilt and shame, not as if we, we don't know what we're talking about, but because we're in the very midst of it. And like Johnny, even in the midst of sorrow, hurt, he can still see Jesus going to the cross for his own sins. And as, as the viewer, he draws our eyes actually to the cross in the very end. But not from outside himself. I mean, not, not as saying, that's just for those other people over there. But he's actually drawing people through himself towards the cross. Which is a very, very uh, profound way of talking about evangelism. Last comment, then we'll go to the next video.
Absolutely. He slowly closes the piano and rests his hands, and he's ready. Absolutely. And, and this is one of the great things about, about uh, Johnny Cash is that he's an old man, he's suffered many things, but he, he's not angry. This last week we've talked a lot about how we, I mean, amongst the pastoral staff, how we live. And, and how we live through growing old, aging. Now, I'm a young man. I understand that. But it's based on my observations of those who I visited with. Is that there's a great chasm between those who grow old and are angry and those who grow old and are peaceful. And that's, that's like the movie, uh, or even the video, is that all this talk about death and resurrection, the rubber meets the road when you are actually on your deathbed. And this is something that I, I, what we see as pastors is when we are going to the hospital and we see those who are closing the coffin peacefully. And actually, it's very moving uh, as a pastor to be a part of that because you actually are seeing Jesus very active and very tangibly. I can see Jesus in this person dying. And it's a great thing. It's, it's a great thing to witness, and, uh, which then returns back to the centurion's comments of Jesus. Seeing how he gave up his last breath, the centurion said, truly this man is the son of God. Okay. This next video is called Help Me. And it's actually a video that was created after Johnny Cash died. He's released one album after his death. And it's probably my favorite, which is very extraordinary. But um, what, some of the things, let's just quickly take a look here. I'm not going to say anything, but I just create these questions here. The th- things to see, reading videos. Where's the video shot? What is the meaning of the locations? And then afterwards, I'll talk about the Gospel of Mark. Just one plug for the Tuesday Night Men's Bible Study. We're studying the Gospel of Mark. So that's why you see the Gospel of Mark quite often here. Uh, What is the meaning of the movements in the video? Meaning in the setting, in the scenery. There's movements going on. What does that all mean? Then take a look at the people. Who are these people? What are the meaning of the peoples? The people aren't just there to look at, but the people actually tell a story. And then the singer in the audience. Who is actually a storyteller? There might be more than one. And what is the meaning of the narrator? And then what are the points of view in which you see the characters in the video, which is very important. This is actually probably one of the most important things to see. 
Oh, and then uh, things to hear. As we get wrapped into the images, try not to forget the music behind the images. Because one of the neat things about the music videos is that the lyrics and the images go together while the, in, in, in a good music video. They don't work apart or separately. They actually are telling the same story. And we see this in modern mo- motion pictures. Uh, last month in October, the high schoolers all came over to my house and we saw Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Has anybody seen that movie? Not many. Okay, but great. That whole movie is actually based on just music. Actually, the creators of the movie had this music, and they said, let's build a movie around this music. So it's not foreign. Oh, brother, where art thou? All right, let's take a look at this video. Pay attention to this man speaking also. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of good feelings and good vibes on the yard and everything else. And we got the word that Johnny Sash is coming for a concert that day. So we just goes around the day, Lord, they started lining up by the chow hall to go in to see Johnny. See, and we was one of the first ones in. And we moved up in there and got up in with the crowd and everything else. And got in the front row seat to hear old Johnny sing. See, we got to touch him. Everybody else started crowding in, going around the walls, and he started jumping. He said, hello, I'm Johnny Cash. And they were singing, and jump, people were jumping and screaming and everything else, you know. Oh, Lord, help me to walk another mile, just one more mile. I'm tired of walking all alone and Lord help me to smile another smile just one more smile don't think I can do things on my own I never thought I needed help before thought that I could get by by myself But now I know I just can't take it anymore And with a humble heart on bended knee Begging you please for Take it 
but we got 10 minutes. Okay. Um, all right, let's just, let's, hey, let's break it down. Um, obviously, the setting is prison. Right? There's a big prison. Even in the midst of the prison, though, what else is there? Where else is this video taking place? Yeah. There's a, it's actually called the Greystone Chapel. <laughs> you, you would be a Johnny Cash connoisseur if you knew the Greystone Chapel. The first, well, first of all, Johnny Cash is, is a famous concert was given in Folsom Prison, which this was. Hopefully by the end of the, the video you understood that was at Folsom Prison. Um, and there was, a young, there was a man who had given Johnny Cash a, 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 a song. And it was called Greystone Chapel. And this man, it's a, it's a very profound song. But it, it, it's, it's about that chapel right there. And it's all about redemption, which is fascinating. Um, all right, we're in the settings. Uh, the Sea of Galilee and the Temple of the Gospel of Mark. The Sea of Galilee is a character. In the Gospel of Mark, so, are, so is the temple. In the Gospel of Mark, the Sea of Galilee separates the Jew from the Gentile. The Sea of Galilee is also the location where Jesus reveals many things about himself. Because in the, sea, in the Gospel of Mark, there's three voyages across the Sea of Galilee. And in each voyage, Jesus teaches something about himself. So location says something. It reveals something. And that's in the first half of the Gospel of Mark. Once we get past, uh, past chapter 8, now instead of the Sea of Galilee directing the story, the temple tells the story. Now here in this video, we see that what tells the story is the prison in a variety of ways. So within those settings, though, what kind of movements? The, the, the man is moving. 
starts out in one place and ends in another. Right? He's George. Yeah. For those in the back, George said, seems like the man is going through uh, past, re past regrets because he's going through the jail. And then there's new arrivals to the jail. And he's still walking through them. He's walking through kind of this veil or this valley of tears until the end. Where, he realize, where we all realize where he's going. Because we don't know exactly where he's going, but he's going somewhere. And then finally we realize where exactly he's going. Not only in the church, but actually at the foot of the cross. Discipleship in the Gospel of Mark is a peculiar thing. Because in the Gospel of Mark, nobody understands Jesus. The disciples get it wrong always. They don't understand who he is. In fact, at the very end, those who, who hear of Jesus being resurrected go away perplexed. But yet the fascinating thing is, is that people still follow him. At the beginning of this, I wrote down, uh, Abandon, Denial, and betrayed. Now, I don't think we have time to look at this, but Mark chapter 14, every single disciple abandons Jesus. One betrays him to his death, and then another denies him three times. These are the closest people to Jesus. And they let him hang. They let him hang. Well, hang on the cross. See, in this video, we see ourselves quite clearly. We see ourselves in the ones who are in prison, but we also see ourselves in the one who's moving through the prison. Because even in the midst of prison, we can still be free. And that's Jesus. So at the end of the video, we have this man who's, he, has, he doesn't have a shirt on, but Metaphorically speaking, he's naked. And then in the background, we see Jesus hanging on the cross, naked. And how these two images are just hanging there. And how, yes, we see ourselves in the man, prisoner of sin, someone who's been found guilty. But when we look through him, we see Jesus the one who was innocent but became guilty for us. And as you're looking through the image, the last person you see is Jesus. Um, so that's the good news, is that the story never ends with just ourselves, but with Jesus. So the one, we see ourselves in the one who's, who denies, but we also see, the one, we see ourselves in the one who forgives the denier. We also see ourselves in the one who forgives the abandoner, the betrayer. We don't hang on to that sin 
But Jesus, even though he was betrayed, abandoned, and denied by his closest friends, he continued to walk the way to the crucifixion. There was like a plethora of hands that just were raised. Uh, Mrs. Klukas. Exactly. You know, he, he was a loner. Nobody went with him. Yep. There was no, no friends, no... And in spite of being alone, he kept on walking. I mean, that, that is characteristic of the Christian life. Because, frankly, there could be... And I, Pastor Gainig even said this in the sermon. You might be betrayed by the ones who are sitting next to you. Jesus was. But that didn't stop him from continually to walk. Rebecca. Okay, at the end of the video, didn't, weren't there people that missed that service? But this service, we don't know. But you mean at the Folsom Prism? No, well, because... Oh, I, you hear the faces! What I was interpreting it as is that you may be in the worst place on earth where apparently, or where you think that everybody is all bad. Right. Then there was all those faces that came on the screen. And he was seen as, you know, where it says, well, it obviously, you know, it kind of shows, I'm sure. vulnerable, and this is where my true self is seen. My sins are seen. That with all those faces, I thought all those faces were the ones who attended the service with him, that they were all, it was like a joining in of. Yeah, great point. Here, absolutely. Uh, I, I, that, is, that is a good way to see things. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I wanted to say, though, uh, that you just brought up was the Greystone Chapel, that song that this guy wrote. Um, he says in there, in the midst of basically, or he, he says basically, in the place you wouldn't think Jesus would be, he, he's alive and well and working. All right, Tim. Yeah, good. Let's get to him real quick. Absolutely. For those up in the front, I don't know if you could hear, but the man telling the story definitely, hopefully it echoes Jacob and Esau. Esau having the birthright, had all the benefits and the gifts of what the birthright gives, but he gave it away for a bowl of soup. Uh, I mean, I, I know they put that in there just for that very story. Now, the thing is, though, here's the thing, and this is why I'm stressing the Gospel of Mark, is that at the, at the end of the Gospel of Mark, we don't know exactly what happens. The end of the Gospel of Mark is some women who are perplexed, and we actually don't see Jesus raised. It's just based on this guy in the tomb saying, Jesus isn't here, he's in Galilee. And that's how it ends. Scene end. Boop. Movie done. So the first question that first night, and I remember Paul answering it for me, was, 
Well, do, do we know if the, if the women actually went to Galilee and went to go tell the disciples? Do we know if they did? Yes, because we're all here. If the women never went to go tell the story, we wouldn't be here. That's the same. I, I, think, I think this is similar to that story. Does it end on a downer? Kind of. But it doesn't have to end there because like the Gospel of Mark and like this video, there is an ending that is amongst us right here. That the ending is actually not in the video, but in you. Now are you going to go and tell someone of the good news? That the ending doesn't have to be giving up your birthright, but the ending is actually in forgiveness and reconciliation. Last comment, my wife, Holly. Yeah, actually, well, we'll get to that. I mean, we're going to discuss it next week, and I got, we got one more video next week, and then we'll be done. But uh, John, next week we're going to focus on the lyrics and the images, but he actually asks for someone to come down and touch him and how the man has no arm, which is to show the helplessness of the man. He can't, he can't touch one. He's, he's, he's defigured in him being able to. I mean, he can with one arm, yes. But the whole point is that this man needs another one to come and touch him because he cannot make it through life anymore, like the lyrics said. He needs another one to come and help him, another one to come and touch him, to heal him, which then goes to what you said, is that in the touch, in the one who comes with the healing hands, you are restored to new life and completeness, uh, new creation. Um. All right, man. Johnny is a deep theologian. Who knew? Well, hopefully we're beginning to know. Now, one of the things, too, though, is that, uh, we, you know, art is always interpretive. We interpret it. This is not the only way to see things. We're just talking. So, uh, you, you know, you could get it on YouTube if you want to see it again. We'll come back next week and chat about it a little bit more. We'll take a look at the text in the Gospel of Mark a little bit more. Um, and then we'll be done. So let's pray. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you.